And that is the power of creating this smaller container because challenges are designed to have that quick win for someone. And it can be really special to share that transformation and progress with other people. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. Today, we're going to be talking about challenges and how you can use Instagram to help promote them to your audiences. I've used challenges many times over the years with Expecting and Empowered, and Kat has done many challenge-based launches. So we're going to bring all of our knowledge together to share best practices to get major results in your business. So I wanted to talk about how we use them in expecting and empowered for a little bit, because it's going to be different than how we talk about challenges for the rest of the episode. So we do our challenges for our paying customers. This person is already a customer. And one of the things that we're trying to help our customer overcome is the barrier of consistency. We're serving women that have a child or multiple children. She's a really busy woman. And sometimes women put themselves last. We do these challenges where they do three workouts a week. One thing is a self-care box that they check. So we're really helping her focus on taking care of herself. We do it so the community does it together. We're serving it inside of a Facebook group. We give them prompts to help them make it through. And I wish that you guys could see some of the emails that come in. I couldn't even believe when we started because what we hadn't realized is that these challenges would be transformational for the mom's mental health. We were trying to help her with her physical health. And what we didn't realize is giving her a challenge and giving her some accountability so that she took time away from her family to just take care of herself was going to be massively transformational. Now, we did it with the intention of serving our customer truly. But what happened for our business is we had walking billboards because people could not stop talking about how much they loved Expecting and Empowered and how big of a transformation they made during our challenges. So that's one way you can use challenges. You can use them to serve people that are already paying customers to help them accomplish a goal or get over a barrier that you know that they have. Yes. And I love this conversation because even though the end result is the same, it's like someone had this positive experience in your business. They felt like they were poured into, they were in community with others. There's different purposes for them. So like Amy was talking about, essentially that would be in the department 
if you will, within a business of fulfillment, meaning the person is already a customer. It's not a marketing effort. It's not trying to get them into purchasing something. It's purely like they're already a customer and we want them to have a better experience with the product that they're already in. We want them to have better results. We want them to have the transformation. We just want to support them on their journey and pour into them. So that's one method. And then we're going to be talking about another method, which would technically fall under a department in a company. And even if it's only one person, you still have departments, which would be growth or marketing. So an event where you are serving and pouring people in, in a free experience. But at the end of that, there is an opportunity to join a program. And let's dive into that strategy with challenges being that growth mechanism or the pre-launch event, which it's essentially a marketing event that gets people excited about your brand before you offer them that paid offer. So there are other pre-launch events. They can include webinars. You could do a video series. But today, we want to go and really just focus in on challenges. So as Amy mentioned, challenges are fun because people who participate they get a sense of this accomplishment. They get this transformation and it's in a short period of time and they get to be in community with others. So I personally love a good challenge launch for nutrition, fitness professionals specifically, because it definitely can be used for niches outside of that realm too, as long as you can get them a quick win within that time. And Kat, I mean, you could already tell here, but Kat is our team launch expert and she has helped over 50 six-figure launches, guys. So Kat, share more about what kinds of metrics people should look at if they want to do a challenge as this pre-launch event and also what that strategy looks like. Yeah. So get ready for me to geek out. Uh, Everyone (laughs) knows by now I'm going to talk a little faster. I'm going to get really excited, but I have seen such great success with challenges in the past. And I just truly love the energy that they can bring to a brand. So before I start planning a challenge launch, I always like to assess my baseline goals. And then my strategy might change based on how aggressive my goals are. So the first thing that you're going to want to look at is your quote unquote launch list, which is essentially anyone participating participating with you or that you expect to participate with you in the challenge. So these are the people who are interacting with your content, who maybe are inside your Facebook groups or who have signed up for the challenge. So the next number that I look at is my challenge sign-up goals. How many people do I actually want to come to the challenge? Of all the visitors who land on the challenge opt-in page. So an opt-in page is just a fancy page or a way of saying where someone leaves their name and email address. I'm sure everyone on here has signed up on an opt-in page for something in the past. Of all the people who land on that page, you're going to want to shoot for a 20 to 30% conversion rate, meaning that of the people who land on it, they're the ones who signed up. If your numbers are lower than that, then it just means that we need to adjust something on that page to make it more enticing for them to sign up. So just breaking it down, love a good math equation. So let's say that we have a thousand people who landed on that opt-in page who are coming from our email list or social media posts, about 200 to 300 people will sign up. So they're going to come on board and do the challenge with us. And then of those people who sign up for the free event, only, and I'm saying only, but it still can be very profound. 5% will sign up for the paid offer at the end. So this means of all of this, about eight to 12 people 
are going to purchase. Depending on the price of the offer and how much money you want to make, you can work your way backwards to determine what are these initial numbers that I need to get to hit the goals for this. So it's not this blind thing that you're just shooting from the hip and like, okay, I'm just going to throw it out there and maybe people sign up. Like You can actually create really strategic and accurate projections based on what's going on inside your business. Kat, I wanted to go back to those numbers for one second. So are those just industry standard numbers that online businesses see? Is that where you got them from? Yeah, such a good question. Yes. So those are just industry standard. Now, one exciting thing is if you are a smaller brand, you're probably going to blow those numbers out of the water. Because if you're just building your audience for the first time, the people who are in your audience are probably very engaged. They're in it with you. They want to hear what's going on. And so it's really fun actually with beginners is we see higher percentages, but these are just averages. So these are just, again, across the online industry space of what you can expect, but that doesn't mean that you can't blow these numbers out of the water. Yeah, it's kind of like Instagram stories. You know, industry standard is about 10% of your audience would watch your Instagram stories, but there's people out there that are really blowing that number out of the water and even bigger accounts. So sometimes when you're doing it right, you can overshoot those numbers even as you grow. So inside of Purposeful Business, we really deep dive into how to do this, including what your opt-in page should look like, what emails to send, and more. But right now, I'm excited to dive into the strategy behind challenges. In a previous behind-the-scenes episode, we talked about one of our Purposeful Business students who recently hosted a challenge. Now, she did an incredible job with it, but there was one key thing that we noticed. She wasn't capturing leads. And what do we mean by this? She was on Instagram and she was serving her butt off. She was giving really great information, but there was no exchange of information with her audience. She wasn't first gathering their name and their email to get them onto her email list and then serve them there. We have a couple issues with this. So number one, they aren't as committed because there's no skin in the game for them, which can cause people to get less than stellar results even if your content is amazing. This is kind of similar to something that Carl Lowenthal just said on her Money Mindset episode with us. If people are not exchanging anything with you, they're not as committed to their outcome. Number two, when someone gives you their email, it means they're very interested. So it helps you to serve those leads that are really committed to what you're doing. And then number three, email lists are one of the strongest platforms to convert people to buy your offers. And that really makes sense because it's easy to follow someone on social media. You hardly put any thought into it before you hit follow. However, with email, it's a much more of an intimate platform. So people that are on your email list really want to be there. Yeah, that's so true. And as we mentioned earlier, another amazing thing about challenges is that you're in community with other people. And although Instagram, it's an amazing place to promote your challenge and share wins from your audience, it isn't a community platform. 
your community, they simply can't engage with each other. And because of that, we really suggest that after someone signs up for your challenge, you then invite them into a free Facebook group. And this is the place where you can nurture the group a bit more. They can be in community with each other and they might share a vulnerable moment or a win or even ask a question about the content and just feel safer being in that private Facebook group. And I have seen people become lifelong friends with people that they met online in challenges. I remember this really beautiful challenge that we were running. And I think it was something about like goal setting or starting the new year. And someone realized that they had some toxic people in their life who weren't supportive of what they were doing and they wanted to release those people. And this whole group was so supportive of this person. Like everyone rallied around them. They were just like held them and were cheering them on. And it was so beautiful. And that is the power of creating this smaller container because challenges are designed to have that quick win for someone. And it can be really special to share that transformation and progress with other people. It's also really smart from a business perspective too, because if you decide to do paid ads in the future, having your leads in a Facebook group means that you can retarget them easier on Facebook and on Instagram, which is going to lead to better results when it comes time to share that paid offer with them. So the warmest leads that you have are going to be the people that are inside this group. And you guys might all remember a few years ago, Facebook groups were having a really big moment. But what we believe is they can still be very relevant today. So over at Expecting and Empowered, our members are so supportive of each other when we host challenges and supportive of each other through all of their questions and life experiences. People in there are taking the time to share about their workouts and they're definitely taking the time to help each other and cheer each other on. Now, from a business perspective, I think Facebook groups started to get a bad rap a few years ago because sometimes the group would get so large that the person hosting it felt like it was a full-time job to manage the free group, especially if their part in it like a challenge was over. So to help combat this, one strategy that you could do is to have a pop-up group. This means that you open the group for the challenge and then you can archive it once it's done. This means that everyone can still come back to the group, but there will be no new posts that you have to manage. And I personally love revitalizing a group the next time that you run the challenge, because oftentimes people like to do challenges more than once. And if you remember, only 5% of people who went through that are most likely to convert. So again, of course, this number could be higher, could be lower, but that means that there are a lot of warm leads left to convert again in the future. And I've seen this method of revitalizing groups be so effective for these seasonal challenges. Like let's say you had a new year's fitness goal or a spring cleaning decluttering challenge, those types of annual challenges to revitalize that group can be really powerful. Mm, I love this conversation right now. All of this is pure gold, but let's take a step back for a second and let's talk about what it looks like to get someone to just sign up for your challenge in the first place. And Kat, you mentioned that you really want to get clear on what your launch goals are and that can help you decide how many people you need to sign up. So at Pursuing Her Purpose, We love using Instagram to promote challenges and we use Instagram to get amazing leads. And because Instagram is really one of the biggest hubs for leads for our business, it's one of the first places that we want to promote this. And Amy's gonna talk about this a little bit more and what that looks like, but in terms of timing, 
we suggest that you promote the challenge no more than one week out. So one week, it's really that sweet spot where people, they're excited to start with you. They don't forget what they signed up for. And it's enough time for you to get as many leads as possible. And during that week, you're going to want to use a variety of strategies. So everything we do at Pursuing Her Purpose has a strategic runway and Instagram is no different. So about a month leading up to the challenge, we'd be teasing it or peppering in content that would make someone hungry for what we are about to teach. Not only does it get your followers to start to think about the challenge, but it also positions you as an authority on the topic. So I'm going to talk to you guys about how we've been prepping our audience for the challenge. If you remember, we had an episode all about Instagram and strategies. And then if you've been watching our Instagram stories, we've talked about how to create a reel and ways to engage with your audience better, as well as a few tips and tricks to make your stories more branded. The idea of our challenge is that we're going to take you a few steps further when it comes to story strategies and how to make them more engaging. Why did we land on this subject? Because we know from you guys how many of you struggle with stories. A lot of what comes in is, I don't know what topics to talk about. I don't know what tools to use. I don't even know where to start. So what we're going to do is lead you through all of that and take a deep dive into them during our four-day challenge so that you leave that challenge way better equipped to show up in your stories. All of the methods that we are going to teach is going to give you the confidence that you need to show up in your stories in a way that allows your ideal audience to really connect with you. And I love talking about this because it's so meta. We're talking about the challenge that we're about to run and we're giving you all the strategy that we're actually going to do. So you're going to be able to watch this live. And this is why I always say when you aren't launching, you are in your launch runway, which means you're leading up to your launch. So it is stressful to do those calculations that I talked about and think, I have one week to get a thousand leads versus if you are always slowly working on growth in between your launches and being very strategic with your content and using these strategies, launching is going to feel so much lighter and easier when you head into those promotion weeks. Yeah. And Instagram, it really has been that for our business. We've been consistently growing our account from day one. And it's one of our favorite places to connect and engage with each of you. So during our last purposeful business launch, You guys, we sold out in 90 minutes, partially because of the runway and promotion that we had on our Instagram account. And it's not just within this business. Instagram has been the number one tool for herself, for Expecting and Empowered, to really engage and serve followers on a daily basis. We know that our strategies are replicable. We know they're easy. And we know that they're effective. So if you know that you want to uplevel your own Instagram to turn followers into customers, then you need to sign up for our Instagram challenge. It'll kick off on Monday, April 11th. Not only are we going to help you learn how to maximize this tool, which is an important piece of an online business, but you're also going to get a front row seat at how we run challenges so that you can learn from the inside. So you can sign up in the link in our show notes, and we cannot wait to help you transform your Instagram story game. 